This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to Mind Love, episode 124. Today's episode is all about expansion during self-isolation. What's in this for you? What did you cultivate during this time? Was it a new skill? Was it just self-expression? Whatever those things are for you, now is a time to play with the things that you might have thought was a waste of time earlier just because now you have it. (laughs) I don't hardly know a person in the world who in the last few years hasn't said the only thing they don't have enough of is time. And now I don't know a single person that doesn't have more time than they may have ever had in their life. Turn up your frequency with Mind Love. Bite-sized brain hacks for seekers, dreamers, and doers. It's time to give your mind a little love with your host, Melissa Monti. Hi, friends and wild people. First off, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, please hit the subscribe button. More subscribers means even better guests and tons more value. Plus, it helps me grow the show so more people can find it. And if you ask me, everyone could use a little more mind love. So how are you all doing? Are things getting weird yet? This episode is being recorded just a few days into the quarantine. And yeah, parts of my personality that were previously dormant are already coming out. Like my soul is yearning for self-expression or something. So lots of Disney songs are being sung in my household, obviously. And by being sung, I mean I am singing them loudly. Sorry, neighbors. But I feel really good. What I can also say is that I am prioritizing feeling good. My goal during this self-containment period is to find and maintain my alignment and then shine that outwards. So how can you tell if you're aligned? Well, you feel it. So if I feel stagnant or lethargic or depressed, I know my alignment is off and that's my cue to shift my energy. For me, this means walks around the block. Yes, I am keeping a distance from other humans living room dance parties, solo karaoke sessions, I've been doing a lot of live workout classes, and a ton of virtual meetups to maintain connection. And right now, there are a lot of options. Colleges have free classes online, people are hosting virtual events, brands are offering virtual learning for free or super cheap to get us all through this time. So I'm using this as an opportunity to recreate my routines, reprioritize my life, reassess my true needs versus just this lifestyle that I've been accustomed to maintaining. Also, I've been very deliberate about balancing out positive and negative news sources. This is critical. And I've been trying to create more than I consume. So, so far with all these things, it's working. Like I said, I feel pretty good. So let me ask you, what are you doing for yourself? Are you being just as conscious about how you spend this time? If the answer is no, consider that we might be in this for a while, together and apart. (laughs) So you might want to put your deliberate pants on. Well, if you don't want to go and find all of these things, make sure that you sign up for the Morning Mind Loves. I have altered these slightly for the weird times that we're living in, and so far people are loving it. I've had a lot of people reach out, so make sure you are on that list. Also, I am doing live meditations daily on Instagram, so make sure to follow me at MindLoveMelissa. So today's episode is special. You might recognize my guest from way back in episode 27. Wow, almost 100 episodes ago. Her name is Cole Whitty. Well, I made the decision to ramp up Mind Love content to add some more positivity out there. And she was one of the first people that I thought of because every time I speak with her, it just seems that our convos find flow really easily. And I always feel uplifted and inspired afterwards. So I had to bring her to you again. Cole specializes in biohacking and biointegration and just human optimization in general. Well, she's all about integrating with the human body's natural processes for expansion. So what a perfect guest to bring on when we really do need to focus on our self-care right now. So this episode will have lots of goodies for keeping your mind, body, and spirit in a good place during 
one of the most unique times most of us have ever lived through. Three key things we will learn today are a specific breathing exercise to release stress and anxiety, a thought or journaling exercise to stop the fear spiral, and how to use this extra time on your hands for expansion. Do you want to know the best way to shift to a higher vibration during these chaotic times? Sign up for the morning mind love. I'm doing something special right now, and I'm specifically tailoring these to exactly what we need to hear during self-isolation, during uncertainty, during chaos. And I've got to say, I'm already getting a ton of positive feedback. You'll receive daily inspiration right to your inbox, just short little messages to remind you how beautiful and magical this planet really is, despite what's going on. It is so important to consciously create your reality by planting seeds of positivity in your environment. So not only will you be receiving inspiration, I'll also be giving you things to do and balancing out the negative news with some positive news. So sign up at mindlove.com or text MORNING to 33777. That's MORNING to 33777. I'm so excited to be here with you. You're one of the first people I thought of when I am thought of ramping up my episodes. So yeah, my goal right now with Mind Love is to just add some more content to balance out some of the fear and the control issues going on, or the illusion of control, I should say. So with just a little bit of love and acceptance and, and having discussions with people that might have a new perspective on this or a higher perspective on this. So that's our goal here today. So to start out, Cole Witty was on my podcast before, so I'll share both links with you guys. A lot of you loved her, so I'm really excited to have her back today. And I'm curious, how are you doing with all this? What are your thoughts on it? How are you feeling? As I drink out of my skull cup. <laughs> I'm doing incredible. We chatted a little bit before we started. I do really well in crisis. And that's, I've been through a lot. I've been in very dangerous situations and I've always done well in them. So it's no surprise that this has been the same experience for me. That being said, uh, Tan, I said yesterday, I've been preparing my whole life for this. Between being so broke I couldn't afford food to learning how to intermittent fast, I could make a week's worth of food last a month if I needed to. So, I feel the same. Yeah, we were chatting and I feel like sometimes I handle crisis better than I handle the day-to-day. It's like a little thing at home can happen. Like maybe I spill water on my computer and I'm like, oh my gosh, why is this happening to me? But then like the whole world is crumbling and I'm like, there must be a reason. (laughs) So it's almost easier because you don't feel at fault for something that's happening to the whole world. You can't blame one person. And so there's some easier way where it just shifts you into, I have no control here. Now, what can I do? And so that's kind of what I've been, I've been stepping into, but at the same time, what I found really interesting is I'm on simultaneously a path of enlightenment and a path of success. And maybe that's the monetary side. Maybe that's building my business, the manifestation here on earth I've been really working towards. And because of that, it's like a teeter between the spirituality and like the marketing side. <laughs> and so it can be easy totally. to get sucked into that marketing side and be like, okay, well, those are the, all the people I know. The, that's where they are and see that gap. Or I know that's my goal. It's taking longer than I want it to, whatever it might be. And suddenly all these expectations I have on myself, all these other options have been wiped away. There's now one kind of clear path of doing things virtually. Everyone's in the same boat where a lot of people feel like it's a setback. And so I feel freer or more calm. I actually feel a weight lifted in a really odd way, despite everything going on. How are you feeling with that? Yeah. I mean, like you said, now the dust is settling a little bit from the initial chaos, right? So for me and for anyone watching for that matter, the thing that serves me the most is to get out of my head a little bit so I can clearly Because for anyone that is afraid of like, I'm not going to have money for groceries after next week. I just got my last paycheck. And most Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. So this is a terrifying time for a lot of people, no doubt. I completely acknowledge and understand that. So now is the time to figure out what is necessity. So for myself, part of what keeps me clear-headed, forget calm. If we are in a state of panic, we can't make clear, decisive choices. We are reactive. And when we're reactive and doing it from an emotional space, that never serves us for very long. It serves in an instantaneous moment of survival. It does not as a sustained state. 
because we make more irrational decisions. So for me, like there's one breathing exercise that I'm more than happy to share that's super, super simple that gets me out of my head a little bit and brings space. Because when the head starts spinning, that's when overwhelm, anxiety, all the future projections are now the physiological experiences that it's happening right now. So this is something I'm happy to share. We could do that quickly if people want like a quick tool. We carry on a conversation. I really like that idea because you can get to a point at certain times. A lot of situations, I can almost hold two versions of reality where I'm like, I feel myself wanting to go this way. I see that higher perspective. Do I have the strength or the awareness to shift over to that? And sometimes it's harder than others. And sometimes I don't even see that other side because the current state has overwhelmed me so much. And so I have found one thing that's been really helpful to me, even when I was recovering from my eating disorder, there were moments, for example, when I could feel myself wanting to go into a binge purge cycle. And it's like, there's like no other option. I'm like planning the food I'm going to have. I'm like planning my away time, whatever. So no one found me. And part of my healing process was actually, I need to do something different right now and building that habit and doing something different physically. And at times that would be shaking. It could be running. It could be walking around the block. It would be like ecstatic dancing. And so I really Mm -hmm. like this idea. And I'm sure there's a lot of people that have just Maybe it's a dull, maybe it's a strong, just wait right now because there is that fear that they can't seem to let go of. So I would love to go through this breathing exercise. And if this is your first time giving your mind a little love, I have a few goodies for you. First, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And second, sign up for the Morning Mind Love. Think of it like a weekday oracle from your highest self to help you start each day with a positive focus. Plus, you'll get two gifts absolutely free, a 30-minute binaural meditation and 30 days of journaling prompts to help you remember who you truly are. So join over 9,000 people and go to mindlove.com to sign up or text the word morning to 33777. We're all here just trying to live our best lives, right? And while you're here listening to a podcast, you might feel like you're on the right track, but then you visit family or you have a work deadline or something unexpected comes up and you're all stressed out and it feels like all the work is out the window. That's why it's so important to consciously curate what you can control, like who you surround yourself with, what you watch, what you listen to. So I'm going to add another podcast to your toolbox, The Dr. John Deloney Show. He has a PhD in counseling and has been sitting with hurting people for 20 years. He shares practical advice for everything from how to connect with people, how to face depression, overcome anxiety, and learn just what it means to be well. But what's really cool about his show is you can even leave a voicemail or send an email and he'll address your topic or question about mental or emotional help on the show. So no matter what you're going through, the Dr. John Deloney show is here for you. Listen to the Dr. John Deloney show wherever you get your podcasts or follow the link on the website. I would love to go through this breathing exercise. Yeah, it's super simple. And the reality that we're in right now is we're going to have moments that we feel empowered and strong and I've got it all figured out. And we're going to have moments that we're like, oh no, this isn't what I thought. What am I going to do? How am I going to, you know, I just started building a business or I have a service-based business that's in person. And it's actually what's helped me the most is pulling the emotion all the way in, not trying to ignore it at all. Knowing that I have work to do, there is a calling for people to step into leadership roles even more so than they were before, which that means self-care for me is I see the emotions as signals. They're signaling something. It's like a child throwing a temper tantrum. It's trying to get my attention. So instead of going, I don't have time for this, I turn immediately and go, what do you need from me? What are you in deficit of? What are you afraid of? And I fully pull that experience in. and. Because I've heard people say, yeah, I'm feeling anxious. I'll call you on Saturday. And I was like, you realize that you're saying that your emotions are inconvenient right now. And part of what's going to make us more clear in mind is to actually turn and lean in and allow the emotion. And you may need support. And that's what this breathing exercise could be one tool. But between podcasts and videos and between YouTube, look for your tools. So this could be one. Put it in your toolbox. Save it practice it. 
just like anything else, these tools take some practicing. And once you get familiar with them, you know when you need to use them. So this is one. So it's really easy. It's 16 deep breaths at a pretty fast rate, ideally in the nose and out of the nose. Now, maybe you have trouble breathing through your nose. If you need to do it through your mouth, that's fine. But for temperature and actually even for germs, breathing through your nose is significantly better for your health because your nose is designed to kind of filter some things out, right? So if you can, we're doing 16 deep breaths, not deep from here, like that's chest, but actually like where you actually feel your belly fill up, right? So on after the 16th breath, so basically on the 17th breath, we're going to inhale as much air in as we can and hold it for as long as we can. Now, if you're driving, don't do this right now, okay? Because we're going to hyper-oxygenate your blood. You can get a little dizzy. So it's best to sit down, right? Or sit in a chair, lay on the floor, feeling some tingling. That's all normal or common, right? That just means that the oxygen is moving through your blood. Now, I want you to scan your body when we go on that final inhale. As we exhale when you need to, hold it in as long as you can. On the final exhale, control, let it out slowly, slowly. And then just close your eyes and be with the experience in your body and the stillness. What we're doing by creating space in this moment is disrupting a pattern, right? Which will disrupt not only mental patterns, but physiological patterns. So just be with that for a second. Give yourself that space. And maybe when you do this on your own, you sit with that for five, 10 minutes. When our body can go into a relaxed state is when it can recover. Not just rest, not just not doing anything, but calming the mind. So, you know, a lot of people don't realize that when we are thinking about all of the potentials, all of the future fears, everything that can be, we lose, well, we start to get more stressed. We start to feel anxious and we get into fight, flight, or even a freeze state, right? We either want to run, we are aggressive, or we can't do anything, can't think, can't act, don't know what to do next. Because what happens when you get into that kind of state? You lose access to your prefrontal cortex. So you actually cannot think with your conscious mind. So by having some breathing exercises, not only are we bringing more oxygen to the brain, bringing more to the body, and it's like we're bringing the space for source, God, spirit, whatever you want to call it, to come in with answers, to help inspire, to slow down the chaos and the fear. So we're just going to take one regular breath and just sigh on the exhale, just letting our body know we're going to relax a little bit. So just breathe in. Now we're going to take 16 deep breaths all the way in, all the way out. And it's going to be at a fast pace. I'll count them on my fingers, right? Sometimes I lose count because counting and breathing at the same time is a little bit special for me. (laughs) (laughs) You'll get the practice of it anyway. So on the count of three, two, one, we go. Hold long as you can. Feel your shoulders drop your jaw relax, your neck relax, and as much relaxation and melting of the body as you can experience. You may notice how tense your shoulders were and you didn't feel like you were that stressed. But all of the media we're seeing, all of the stories, all of the potentials are still being subconsciously taken in by the mind and the body. So really acknowledging that The body just needs to relax from that because even if we don't think we're stressed, physiologically, we are all stressed. And that conscious awareness, using this at any time when you're feeling overwhelmed, you may want to, instead of that last breath holding it in, you may want to 
make noise, not scream, right? Because you can disassociate with a scream, but almost like a growl where that final exhale, you're just like, like let the frustration out like it's a primal voice, you know, just to like let some of that frustration and fear out, but pushing down, not screaming up to the sky, actually giving it to the earth to absorb and transmute and change. And you'll realize that in getting all that oxygen and letting out if it's frustration, if you want to laugh at the end because you're frustrated and laughter feels like what you, what you need, that last breath, just whatever you feel, go there. But keep your eyes open and stay in your body. Don't leave your body. One thing I've really been tuning into is, so we've had all these tools, right? And I've been very conscious about finding these tools because just like anybody else, I can be overwhelmed with what's going on. And I was traveling back from Florida at a time where I was supposed to go somewhere else. My flight, I had to change. It was the middle of the night. I had kind of been secluded. So a lot of it was rushing at me all at once. So then of course, I'm, it's late at night. I'm driving back in LA. It's raining. And so there wasn't really anybody on the streets anyways. And I Really, it started to feel like a full-blown apocalypse. And then I get back in and I'm like derobing and spraying myself <laughs> off, staying at my friend's house. My mom's like, I don't know if I want you coming over. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Like it just felt totally different than anything else. And I'm reading through social media and the news. And I felt in a way that I haven't felt since before a lot of my self-growth. So that was my trigger because now I recognize those things faster than I would have in the past. And I thought I need to do something different. I need to balance out to the positive. And so I turned on some uplifting music. And what I noticed was in my body, things started to melt. I started to Mm -hmm. do a breathing exercise. I did meditation. But what was most important, aside from just those tools, was really taking notice in my body of how different it was. Because that's how good habits and bad habits are formed. It's when you somehow connect the result with what you're currently doing. And so you have to do that when you're building good habits as well. Notice, like really feel, wow, that stress melted off. Feel the euphoria. Feel how your physical composition changes as you're doing these things because that's what's going to keep you coming back. And that's what you're going to remember. It's not going to be the exercise that you did. That's not the fun part usually. It's the results of it. And so the more that you can take notice of that and really tie that behavior with that feeling, the more likely you're going to be coming back to it when you need it. Yes. you. I mean, you said it exactly. And there's kind of like two camps right now, either the woo-woo camp. that's like, just stay positive. Everything's going to turn out in our favor and the anti, right? The woo resistant camp. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> that's not going to work for us right now. And for me, we need both. We need data. And the thing is like, again, people are still trying to compartmentalize that there is the spiritual, there is the mind, there is the heart, there is the body, but it's still a compartmentalization of the totality of self. We are all of those things. So yeah, if you only focus on positive affirmations, but you're trapped in a house with people you can't freaking stand or that are not in alignment with you, and that's going to be really hard on your physiology. Let's separate for a second, just for consideration, the physiological stress. I'm like, let's talk about more compartmentalization. But the (laughs) difference between like mental stress and physiological stress. Example, when you work out, that's a physiological stress. Mental stress can come as a result, but it's actually a stress on your body. You might be doing the stair climber and not really feeling emotionally stressed. You may be like, no, this is cool. I feel empowered. You are still physically stressed. Stress isn't always a bad thing. Stress is actually good. A certain degree is good for us. It's recognizing that your body is manifesting and showing signs of dysfunction, stomach issues. You're not able to go to the bathroom. You're going too much to the bathroom. You're getting migraines. You're having pains and aches. I had fibromyalgia, endometriosis. I had scoliosis from that was muscular, arthritis in my knee. Like What I realized in retrospect was that my diet, my nutrition specifically, and self-hate not taking care of myself was what was causing my most of my medical conditions. So in a time like right now, it's more important than ever to get together your toolbox. What's your plan? Write it out. You know, when I feel frustrated, I call this friend because they know how to talk me down. They know how to 
I can emote easily with them and really get to the core of how I'm feeling. When I'm feeling overwhelmed, I'm going to go for a walk because in states of overwhelm, you can't think. You won't remember your toolbox. You won't remember who you can call. That is a physiological impact. That isn't just like this random weird thing that happens. That is a result of the nervous system. So what is your plan? Because right now is the time to create your new normal. Things will never go back to exactly the way that they were any more than we did after 9-11. Things change when there is a systemic event like this. So what can you do right now to create your life team? Who's on your life team? Who supports you? If you're showing symptoms, call someone to go get your groceries. I have no problem going and getting groceries, mailing groceries, whatever I can to help. There's an amazing Facebook group called IntelliHelp, where if you don't have enough food or things for your family, your kids, yourself, it's not for asking for money. It's for necessities, right? There is help out there for you. Get your plan now. If you're getting low and you know you only have a week left of food, don't wait till the food's out because then you're going to create a reactive response that's already going to start showing up now because your fear of the future running out is going to start showing up in your body. That's such a good point. And when people sign up for the morning mind love, one of the freebies that they get is actually something that was really helpful for me when I was first beginning my journey. And it's what I call my power lists. And it's basically when I'm in a higher vibration, when I'm in a good place, I write out these lists, like my self-care lists, like the rewards that I like to get, like how I want my life to turn out, my goals, all those things from the higher vibration. Because when you're in that fight or flight, you're going to go back to your animal instincts. It's just survival. You won't be able to think, I feel really good when I walk around the block, when you're like worried a bear is going to eat you. (laughs) And so right now our bodies are reacting as though the bear is going to eat us in a lot of cases. And so to have something, it's almost like a note from my higher self, a plan, like what is my plan for this? What will I do? Can I have a list of things that I know level me up? And I also will warn you that I fight against those in my fight or flight. I might look at that totally. list and say, none of this shit's going to work. <laughs> you know what I mean? But just I make refuse. that commitment. Yeah. It's like, I don't want a freaking matcha latte. This is lame. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> when I actually force myself to do it, I normally have like my pouty face on. It's just make that commitment while you can. And then just yeah. experiment. What else are you doing right now? Experiment with a new way of being, with a new thing rather than the thing that you want to do, because all that's going to do is propel that lower vibration. It's going to increase that fight or flight response and build evidence that that's what you should keep doing, which then creates the habit. So the more that you can just break that a little, just push that that one deeply grained neural connection to a new one, you're creating a new path through a forest of weeds, basically. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I really need to get something off my chest. Being a mom of a three-year-old boy is really freaking hard, and sometimes it has me questioning my sanity. But then he'll grab my face and call me his sweet little mama. Yes, that's a real thing he says, (laughs) and it will all melt away until I break his banana. I thought I was done with emotionally abusive relationships, but nope. We all carry around stressors, big and small, and when we keep them all bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. For me, just talking things through is hugely helpful, but it's so hard finding friends and family that are unbiased or non-judgmental. And therapy isn't just about dealing with major trauma, you know? It's about learning healthy coping mechanisms, setting boundaries, becoming the best version of yourself. And BetterHelp makes it super convenient, too. Everything's done online so you can fit therapy sessions around your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MindLove today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash MindLove. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. You're creating a new path through a forest of weeds, basically. Yes. And exactly what you just said with neural pathways, right? Right now, people are creating their new way of being because this isn't now a couple day thing. We're going to be here for a few months, not exactly as it is, but within this process, this is going to be a process. You know, this is something that's going to take some time. So right now, currently you are creating new conditionings through this trauma, through this experience. So how you orient within this experience really matters in this moment because it's going to change the way you look at Asian people, Chinese people. I had this conversation with my nieces and nephews because they were referencing it as Chinese people. And I was like, whoa, hold on. We need to pull the reins and be mindful because this is creating discrimination in the now. You know what I mean? These are things that people haven't been considering. It's also the psychological imprint in our neurology because of this situation. Your future state is being created right now as well. So if you're not conscious, if you don't stay in it, if you don't bring awareness to the stories you're creating, they will become your new ways of being and your new kind of like baseline of operation. And realize that it's going to take more awareness now than it might have before, no matter where you are in your growth. Because when things are normal, we have a little bit more capacity to still be creating, to still be in this conscious version of ourselves. But right now, because emotions are so high and feelings are so high from the majority, it's going to be easier to get sucked down to a point that maybe you don't normally go to. So you really have to build that awareness, especially around other people, so that you can consciously create your new way of being. Otherwise, the world's going to create it for you. And that's really the last thing you want. Absolutely. <laughs> I just finished uncoupling all the stuff from the first 30 years of my life. And now at 37, I have no intention of having external things create my new reality internally. Right. Something that's been really helping me through this because there's the obvious things of like, okay, my day is different. How am I going to survive being stuck in the house? My business is different. What am I going to create to sustain me through this? All of those little things that so many of us are dealing with. But then, like you said, there's neural connections or neural pathways being built of possible discrimination, of just fear of other people, of scarcity, of lack, those things that we really want to consciously create out of. And so what's really been helping me and what helps me through a lot of my hard times is to start taking audits of your beliefs. When you're reacting in any way that is not maybe the way you want to be acting, or maybe even just because you have nothing to do in a moment, take an audit of your beliefs. What do you believe about this situation Mm. to be true? And as you do that, then decide with each belief, like write them down, maybe pick one a day, maybe do a couple at a time, write down, is this limiting or is it beneficial? Because you know, beliefs aren't right or wrong. There's multiple perspectives to look at absolutely anything. So just ask yourself, is this belief limiting or is it empowering? And if it's limiting, then what you should do is write down a paragraph, free write as long as you can, all the evidence you have to prove that limiting belief wrong. And if it's beneficial, all the evidence you have to prove it right. Because this is what's going to start changing the way your body reacts. Like, you know, somebody might say, this might be the best thing for your business. And you're just sitting there, bullshit. (laughs) Like, I have no idea I'm going to buy groceries next week, you know? But start to write play with it because all that fear and worry is, is using your imagination for the worst case scenario. That's all it is. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. So that is just as real. And I'm doing air quotes as using your imagination for the best case scenario. So keep doing that. And I swear to you, when you are done writing, free writing, as long as you can write about why this limiting belief is not real or why this beneficial belief is real, you will feel different at the end of the exercise and you'll start to believe what you're saying because both options are just as possible. Yes. I love that, Melissa. Thank you. For you, what do you think? Like, Let's say someone is sitting at home. They were just building a business. They're not bringing in an income. And let's even say we were talking to the previous version of you before all of this work. If you we're going to give yourself a piece of advice besides what you just said, like maybe a one-line mantra that someone can really like take with them in this moment and 
just keep reminding themselves to check in or something? Do you have anything that comes to mind? What I've been tuning into even now is suddenly, somehow, even though money is tighter than it was before, I just lost all my speaking gigs for the month. So I definitely feel that loss. At the same time, like I said earlier, there's less stress for some reason because I realize, wait, I feel like I'm being called towards this one version of myself. I'm not sure what's going to happen, but I trust. I trust the universe to support me just as it always has. And part of that is, so I've talked to a lot of people who are really afraid about where their next meal is coming from. Mm-hmm. I can also promise you that you'll probably figure it out. And if you don't, this is your time to brainstorm different things. Like you have unlimited resources. There are so many people stepping into a higher versions of themselves to help other people. There are ways to reach out. This is where we drop the ego, which is a lot of the separateness and start to come together as a community, ask for help reach out to whatever resources you have and just trust that the universe is going to support you. And for me, what's always worked for me, and this is why it gives me so much trust, is that every time I'm really just focused on alignment, which starts with me, if I feel off, if I feel stressed, I'm out of alignment. So what do I have? I tune inward. I ask, what do I need right now? And it almost makes me cry every time when I always start this process by closing my eyes And first, just putting my hands on my heart and saying, I love you and I am listening. And then what do I need? And a lot of times different things will come up. And so first I bring that into alignment. Maybe it's the basics of self-care, like getting more sleep, healthy food, rest, meditation, whatever it might be. Maybe it's words of encouragement. Maybe it's that journaling exercise. Maybe there's certain things I need to break down and rebuild different beliefs. Whatever it is, it's going to be different at any given moment. Give yourself that and then act from there. And the more that I've been focusing less on myself and more about how can I add to this collective consciousness, how can I reach out and help and focus on Mm -hmm. giving light and spreading light, the more I'm connecting with this group of people that are there to help and the more you're going to build your tribe of support that you might really need at a time during all this. Yes. Yes. On WhatsApp even, I'm in a couple groups that are local, friends people that have become community, soul family, because most of us don't have family in Austin. Most of us are transplants. So we have gathered our community here and we checked in with each other. Do you need anything? Did you get toilet paper? Do I need to run over a couple rolls? Because if I truly trust, not only in my ability, and you know what, actually, let's say I only trust in my ability because of the things I've overcome in my life. Do I even need toilet paper? No, I'll take an old t-shirt if I have to. You can make your own bidet as long as you've got a squeeze bottle, you know, you can YouTube it. There are options. So when you get to really, what is a necessity for me? What do I really need? Now, I might do some things that are a little out of my current scope of comfort, but I look at it from more of a childlike curiosity and more of a game. And so much of that is what frames how I internalize things because it's more like a challenge. It's more like... What's actually necessary? If I sit down and say, what are my essentials? How long do I have toilet paper for? Right? Don't wait. People keep waiting until they're in that overwhelmed state and then it's panic. And there's some part of the human mind, and I say mind, not brain, some part of human consciousness that is in the current consciousness or the collective consciousness of most people in the United States, that everything has to be hard in order to be worth it. Right. I need to work hard to make money. I need to work hard on my self care and my self exploration in order to earn the right to be happy. Like there is this deep conditioning that things need to be hard. One of the things I ask myself constantly is, am I making this easy or am I making this hard? So if that includes finding toilet paper or whatever, if you're driving around all day, every day, and everywhere you're going, it's gone, slow down, ask people you know. If you have five people that can each give you a roll, you're covered, right? It's slowing down. The more you speed up and you're going to keep running into the same issues. So if you can't find toilet paper at one store, there's obviously just the example that everyone talks about. Where can I, where can I resource that isn't just buying something from somewhere else? This is our opportunity to actually create a structure of community that 
It's how we used to operate thousands of years ago. And if you're worried about how you're going to pay rent next month, so are millions of people. If you don't pay rent, how much staff do you think there is currently to get you out? Even legally to get someone out of a rental takes months. So take it one thing at a time. Stay here. Stay in this moment. What do I need in this moment? Let go of the idea of your credit score dropping if you can't pay your credit card bills because you need food. If you end up needing to file bankruptcy, so will millions of other people. And just like in 2008, it will not keep you from buying property or getting a car for very long. So there's just a lot outside of what you know right now. Stay with what you know. Stay with if you know you need food. Stay with if you know you need support emotionally. There's groups of therapy being started in Facebook groups offering free help and support. Get your plan Because if this turns into a three-month situation, you can do it with ease and grace, or you can do it with trauma and drama. And I know I personally am done with the trauma and drama for transformation. So true. And it's interesting because it's going to shed light on so many of these things that we have built up to be of all importance. The amount of people that I've talked to that are worried about their credit score, including even me, because I went into debt when I was building my business and then I've been coming out of debt. And so then it's something that I become proud of. And I'm like, well, this might spiral it all down, but ask yourself, (laughs) how free will you feel when you realize none of that stuff matters? How free will you feel when you let go of the load of all the things you're trying to juggle all at once that you just keep building up importance to when it doesn't really matter? Like, what are the things If your house burned down, you would figure out a way. People do it all the time. And it's all these things that they could never imagine giving up until they do. And then a lot of times it ends up being the biggest blessing. And how many times I've brought on so many people on Mind Love, most of them with the most inspiring stories have gone through some crazy thing. So maybe this is that for you. Maybe it's one stepping stone for you. Maybe it's the biggest thing you've gone through. Whatever that's going to be, I can guarantee you, you're going to come out the other side transformed. Now it's Mm -hmm. up to you how transformed, because this could be the clean slate to completely create your life from the ground up. How many jobs were you stuck in that you hated? How many of you are now looking back at that job and you are now so grateful for it and you're going to look at it in a different light and show up as a different person when you return? Whatever that is for you, this is a fresh start and you have no control over the outside situation, but you have so much control over the inside situation. Yep. And there's going to be a lot that happens outside of our control out there. That has always been the case. We're just seeing a macro example of all the systems that are broken, of all of the societal conditioning and constructs we've been participating in that are not functional. And the ones that were functional, like you said, we're finding deep gratitude for, wow, I wish I could just go give my friend a hug. What's interesting, because I'm only newly a hugger, (laughs) we'll say. (laughs) And it's not that I wouldn't hug people, but in my previous version of me, hugging, it was like I would hug someone, but I was kind of doing it for them. Right. And I was kind of counting down from 20 until it would be over. And in my new iteration of me in the last three to five years, I've really learned to, it was a safety issue. I didn't feel safe within myself. So, how am I going to feel safe that proximal to other people? And now in this isolation, realizing how much I've grown to love hugging people. And so, I, in reaching out via text and phone calls and Zoom with friends, I'm like, oh, I wish I could just give you a hug right now, (laughs) you know, like virtually through. And it changes. I guarantee you the next time I give my friends hugs, it's going to be like the longest, most connected, heartfelt hug I've ever given them. Like I'm already anticipating that. And just like you were saying, the imagination of all the worst outcomes, that's where I'm placing my mind. That's where I'm going like when I talk to them on the phone, I'm saying, oh, I can't wait to hold you. I can't wait to hug you. because. That releases feel-good hormones. Just like thinking of all the fear stuff makes you release stress hormones, try the opposite of that. And it doesn't mean you negate one for the other. Include both. Include both at least as a possibility. You don't have to focus on only positive outcomes, but at least invite both. 
Right. It's funny because as you were talking about that hug, I could like feel, I was already <laughs> melting into the hug. I could feel the difference in myself. Cause I'm like, yes, it's kind of like when you think of food and you start to salivate, I think of my <laughs> totally. dog and I immediately am like in cuddle mode. I can't help it. So the more you can do those things and yeah, yes, you don't have to live in some fairyland of lollipops and roses while all this is happening. It's a tool for when you need it when you realize what reality am I living in right now? Because that's what happens. The more you think about it, you're inviting that scenario into your present moment. So maybe you need to, to make a plan for something for a minute, but don't stay there. Balance it out. You can either go to the best case scenario in the future or come to the present moment and recognize what you have right here, right now. Not, and a lot of times I know in my mind, especially in the beginning of practicing this, I'd be like negating myself at the same time. Like you have everything you need. You have this, this, and this, but you want this, this, and this, but you have this, but you don't have that, you know? And it's like, <laughs> so sometimes just like, and at the beginning, cause I had some deeply rooted things that were going on, especially in my earlier twenties. And don't judge those thoughts. If you can't get there right now, love them. Mm-hmm. This other version of yourself, it's your toddler self throwing a fit. So how can you then offer love and say, thank you. Thank you for trying to protect me. Thank you for helping me survive. And the more you can release this judgment, all of these tools are building the relationship with yourself. And so the more that you play with this, the more you'll start to understand your personality, how you react, the more compassion you'll have for yourself. And the more that you listen and answer your own needs, the more that relationship is going to build, the more you're going to be able to tune in. Because if you are constantly negating that or denying your own needs or overriding them or telling yourself you don't actually need that, automatically you're going to stop listening. It's going to stop telling you. It's just going to start throwing fits your body. You know, it's just like an untrained dog. So if they don't think you can hear, if a dog doesn't think you can hear them, doesn't know that you're recognizing its cues, it's going to just shit on your bed, (laughs) (laughs) on your pillow, (laughs) on your pillow. Yeah. It's like, look what I did. So yeah, just play with it. It can be a fun, you're probably forced to be in your house right now. So yeah. it can be a fun little time to play with those without the distractions. This is a huge, op- and it might not be fun. You can just take it as that too, because you might actually see all your shit now, all the stuff you've been running from, you've been busy from, you've been working through, you've been mentally distancing yourself from. And now that you are in isolation, you can't hide from the relationship that you're in that is not fulfilling or the overwhelm you have with having kids at home, whatever it is, this is actually an opportunity to really see where you are if you're willing to see it. No plant medicine, ayahuasca, whatever will give you the opportunity that this will, when you cannot escape yourself, people pay thousands of dollars to go to Costa Rica and Peru to have these psychedelic experiences to see themselves. Well, you're getting presented an opportunity to see yourself. What are you going to do with it? And that without conscious awareness, you're going to create more patterns that are not functional and it's going to show up in the body. I also want to remind people that it can be so easy being stuck in the house to kind of go into the modes. If you're not used to being in your house a lot, go into the modes of that you would when you're sick and stuck at home or when you you know are having a lazy day. And that's all right and good sometimes, but I just want to remind you, I have never ended a five-hour Netflix binge and come out the other side feeling good. Actually, (laughs) every time that's ever happened, even there's been times that I've been sick and I can't do anything much. And I'm like, why do I feel worse now? And it's like, oh, I just spent five hours consuming something that wasn't positively helping me. Maybe I'm only eating pasta or processed foods or something like that. Or it seems like just because you're at home, you're getting rest and it's like automatic Mm -hmm. self-care, but it's not always. And so if you can take a walk around your block, that's not crowded, or you can remember to be drinking water, or you can go on one of the many apps and websites that are offering free services right now. There's so many resources of people and companies that are stepping into their generosity mode and giving things that normally came at a price. There's YouTube videos, whatever it is to have movement, have nutrition, have sunlight. Like don't just hole up. Like, can you go outside to a spot where there's not people around? Like I have been taking walks around my block. That is a necessity for my happiness. I've been moving my body and it might take a lot of reminders because you're building a new way of being while mostly being stuck indoors. Yes. Thank you for saying that. 
because even as I've gone to the grocery store, what I've seen mostly in people's carts is comfort food. And I understand that at a time like this, people are looking for comfort in ways they've been conditioned into since childhood. The thing is, if there was ever a time right now to put focus on you have time to cook, you have time to meal prep, you have some time to learn. I personally put up meal prep in bulk guides for people to just take and have because maybe they don't usually cook. They don't even know what to cook. There are plenty of ways to find food because right now your immune system needs support and your lymphatic system needs to move. And if you're just sitting at home, it's like being in a pond emotionally. There's no outlet. So it's bacteria and scum and all of those really heavy energies, heavy thoughts, heavy patterns start to kind of cesspool together. And so by going for a walk, you get that energy moving because your lymphatic system doesn't move on its own. It needs stimulation of some sort, which is why rebounding, I've got a little rebound trampoline in my front room right now. And I go and I just bounce, like let my body and my lymphatic system flush things through. Maybe that means you just do 10 jumping jacks. We're doing a burpee challenge in our talk hole group just for, it's like, you don't need any other exercise than burpees. Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> if you only have four feet by six feet in your apartment, you have space, like find something that connects for you right now. Don't wait. It's now been a week for in most places. It's time to get moving. And if you're just consuming, like you said, you're not going to feel very good at the end of it. And another fun thing is I know for some people, it's difficult to focus on a self-activity like that when they have family around it, it tends to be the things yeah. that they do on their own. But again, this is an opportunity for a new way of being. Can you invite your kids to try it with you? Can you invite your partner to do it with you? Can you maybe start a breathing exercise activity with your partner while you're sitting, facing each other, holding hands, whatever, breathing together? So many different things to just try. It's funny yes. because I talk to so many people about purpose and finding their purpose, which a lot of times is just really what makes you feel purposeful for now. Yes. Uh, and living from that place is going to unlock a lot of new opportunities and ideas, whereas many of us are living our lives based on expectations from the outside in. Right now, first of all, there's no expectations on you from the outside. In. <laughs> there's not many. There's not the same ones, at least, I should say. For sure. And so it's a really good time for self-exploration of like, what do I love to do? How does my soul want to be expressed? I didn't have time to draw before I thought. Now doodle, like do something, do anything that sounds like it might be fun and just play with those things. There's a, a ton of Ivy League schools offering courses online right now. You can go and explore a new train of thought that you haven't really allowed yourself to dive into because you didn't have the time. And the more that you use this time for that, the more rewarding this is going to feel instead of like this big waste of time. Like, wow, I was building towards this and now all of a sudden it's a big block. No, what's in this for you? What did you cultivate during this time? Was it a new skill? Was it just self-expression? Whatever those things are for you, now is a time to play with the things that you might've thought was a waste of time earlier just because now you have it. <laughs> I don't hardly know a person in the world who in the last few years hasn't said the only thing they don't have enough of is time. And now I don't know a single person that doesn't have more time than they may have ever had in their life. And for a lot of <laughs> leaders, this is usually conference season, one of the busiest seasons. You know, I had stuff every weekend, almost until next March. So all of a sudden I'm like, oh, okay. So what am I going to do? There's things outside of my control. So that's why doing these appearances together, how exciting that we get to really connect with a bunch of us that are usually so busy. I can't make a schedule last minute. It's like, cool. Yeah, I can do it on the third Thursday on May 7th. Does that work for you? And right now it's like, um, I can do tomorrow. <laughs> I know. I know. That's actually what we did. <laughs> how we connected. Totally. Like, do you have something just this week? You're like, got it now. We can do now. <laughs> um, I'm curious too, though. One thing I see happening a lot is so we are currently building beliefs on the right and wrong way to be in this situation. There's yeah. people that are going out and they're just throwing it all to the wind and people are criticizing the college kids are like, oh no, I'm not too worried. My, my immune system's good. This is really messing up my spring break. The bars are closing early, whatever it is. Yeah. And then there's other people that are hoarding food and self-preservation mode, not thinking of anybody else. How are you handling that? And how are you 
moving through releasing judgment around people that maybe are handling it in a way that you wouldn't? It's an easy answer. It's not an easy path to get there. It's simple, we'll say. I have deep compassion for everyone because someone that's overly hoarding, it comes from deficit. It could have come from their descendants of Holocaust survivors or African slaves or you know Polish descendants of deep depression or from the Great Depression. That epigenetic impact becomes a part of our being. And those are the things that I've done the work on, right? It doesn't mean it doesn't still show up sometimes, but I am consciously aware that it shows up. So for me, what I've found is what's happening is people are like, if you're not taking this seriously, I'm cutting you off. Or they're like, ah, like you said, I don't care. I don't take sides. I take conversation. Because if there's ever going to be a bridge, if there's ever going to be us creating a new way of being, we need the integrators in the middle. We need the people that are like, I see both your perspectives. I am not concerned about the virus itself for my personal health. I am concerned of the impact of the virus on a societal level on the humans it impacts and how that impacts me, right? And that's not to say I'm saying that it's not a big deal or whatever. I'm not saying that at all. So what I've found though, is through my own self-work and through my own exploration, I can sit down and have a conversation with the hoarding person and actually ask them questions, right? Like I'm asking them where this is coming from, or they're in such fear that it's having a more detrimental impact on their immune system than if they even got the virus would be. So what I'm ultimately looking for is to help any person get to a state of clarity within themselves and to consider the choices that they're making. Because I'm not pummeling someone with data and shaming them, they're more likely to hear me and go, oh, that makes sense. Because I'm not pointing the finger at the ones that are just throwing their arms up and saying, I don't care. It's not going to impact me directly. That's usually because they don't understand or have become resistant to the facts because they're resistant to fear mongering or whatever, right? So I need to meet someone where they are to share information. So if it's someone that is going out and could be potentially spreading it to immune compromised people by me actually sitting down and connecting with them personally. I'm making it my responsibility for every person I come in contact with. Instead of making it society's problem, I am society. And I think that more now than ever, because I can, I must. I must be the bridge in those conversations to help bring clarity, to help get people on the same page so that we can make conscious decisions in the new frameworks that are going to have to be created for us to sustain, whether it's that we have to sustain in this holding pattern for a few months or what comes after this. You know what I mean? Because it's just creating more divisiveness and more hate. People that don't think anyone's taking it seriously enough and people that say, this isn't serious for me. At the end of the day, I'm looking for the compassion and understanding just like any other person I do deep work with. People have their beliefs because of their conditioning, not because they're bad people. So if I can have a conversation with them to illuminate some of these possibilities, I have friends that are in deep fear right now that are afraid to come out of their house. There's a difference between knowing you're staying in and what the ramifications of your choices are, having conscious awareness to it versus fear and hiding. Hiding means shame and then shame causes disease, physical symptoms, or the second they feel sick, they're panicking, immune system goes down or they have pre-existing conditions, shame or fear sets in, they're more likely to reactivate their pre-existing conditions. And then they need to go to the hospital, which is what we're trying to avoid is getting more people in the hospital so that we can make sure the people that need respiratory support have it. So for me, if we don't have these conversations, if we don't have the thought leaders and the innovators and those of us here sharing the information out there to bridge the gap between the two and invite people to not be in fear because it's going to end them up in the hospital and invite people into conversation that don't care and are just living their life of conscious awareness of the impact short-term and the long-term ramifications in we need us. We need you. We need these conversations. And that's going to require a level of compassion that if you've been doing the work, now is the time to prove it. Because if you've been doing the work, it's the understanding that other people don't share the same perspective because they don't have the same story.
that doesn't mean that they're unwilling to become consciously aware of their choices and the impact of it. There's a few different things that have come to mind while you were speaking. And first one is, so last night I did a virtual movie night. So me and a group of like six girls called in at seven. We had a little Google Hangouts chat. And Mm. then at 7.30, we signed off and watched the Netflix special, Brene Brown's Netflix special called Courage, I think it's called. And uh, then afterwards at 9 p.m., we called back and we discussed it. It was wonderful. Highly recommend being creative with your little virtual events. But it was such the perfect movie to watch. Mm -hmm. She talks about leadership a lot and the difference or really the similarities of courage and vulnerability. And one of the things that came up, she told this story about a little tiff she got in with her husband or whatever. And realizing that when people are reacting, no matter how it is, with anything, whether in an argument with somebody else, whether in a normal conversation, whether watching how other people are handling the coronavirus, you always go to an automatic story because we don't like the gaps in information. Our first thought isn't, huh, I wonder what's going on there. It's, this must be going on there. And so she was using an example of something about being in the lake with her husband and they were swimming and she kept trying to have a moment with him and say like, oh my gosh, I just really appreciate this. And he just kept saying, water's great and like swimming away. And so all of a sudden she's thinking, wait, is he thinking like, oh my gosh, she's changed so much in 25 years. Oh my God. Like look at her in a bathing suit, whatever. And she's, and so her first thought was to be passive aggressive. And like all of a sudden, and she's like, I've gotten to the age where I can play out the entire timeline. If I do this, I know this, this, and this is going to happen. We've been there a hundred times before. And then the other option. So she decided to get vulnerable and say, Hey, what's going on? The story I'm telling myself is this, this, and this. And it's important to realize that the story you're telling yourself. What it turned out was that he was having an anxiety attack in the lake and didn't hear a word she was saying, (laughs) you know? And that happens so often where two people are living in different versions of reality because they're telling each other different stories about the other person. And so one activity I try to do often is create an empowering story for the person or a story based in compassion. And it's funny because This is easier for me when I'm having a conversation with somebody. I come from a family that tends to gossip. So that's been a real big challenge and a goal of mine in the past 10 years to move out of. So I tend to notice when this is happening more in conversation with somebody else than if it's happening just internally. And it's usually Mm -hmm. my sign. I'm like, okay, this person is saying this or saying, I can't believe they're handling this way, that this way. It's kind of overkill. She's got eight months of food in her pantry now or whatever. She took all the toilet paper. And so I will notice, well, you know what? There's also this other option or that comes from fear. You don't know how she was grown up. You don't know if she lived in her car until she was nine. You don't know if she lost everything in a fire at one point. Like, what is that? What story do you need to tell yourself for compassion to shine through? And so now after I was starting to really begin to master that in conversations with other people, now I'm working on it within myself. When the judgment comes up, what story am I telling myself about this person? Identify that you never know the whole story and just create a new one for now. One that makes you feel good. One that makes you feel love. One that makes can stop that physiological process for you. Because then when you go to have a conversation with that person to maybe spread more information, you're not going to be coming from this place of condescension. Yes. You're going to come meet somebody where they are. And so I highly recommend to people you have, you've got time probably. Netflix special, Call to Courage by Brene Brown is awesome. And then the other one is Disrupt Her by Mickey Agrawal. And it's perfect because she also happens to be the founder of Thinks Panties and Tushy the Bidet. <laughs> and her whole thing is about disrupting the way you've thought before. And you said something earlier about you can create your own bidet by getting like a squirt bottle, really. Sure can. And that's what she has made her life of doing is, wow, we only have tampons and pads for periods and like all my panties still have some sort of stain in them. What is wrong? How can I change this? She created Thinks Period Panties. And look how much paper we go through. Maybe this is a time to, you can still order a tushy, go to hellotushy.com, not tushy.com. You will thank me later. And uh, (laughs) there's a back order. Yes, but there still should be delivered by end of April. We don't know how long this is going to last. And I swear, I swear to you, you will never want to go back after you have one of those things. (laughs) So how many more things can you do when you are like, I need this and now I don't have that? 
play with your thoughts and your stories that you're telling yourself to not only ease your feelings of lack and fear, but also how can you disrupt your current beliefs or your current patterns or your current habits to spot new opportunities. And for a lot of people, I can guarantee there's going to be businesses that emerge just because of this crisis of an idea that solves something big that we never even saw as a problem because we were so used to doing it that one way. So how can you start small within yourself, within your, just your little pot of a family? And then how can that blossom even beyond to create a world that's better than it was before this crisis? Mic drop. (laughs) (laughs) I really think that you just wrapped it up beautifully. Yeah. This has been such an inspiring conversation. So again, I'm doing, uh, for those that are streaming on Facebook right now, you can listen to this on the podcast at mindlove.com or just search mind love, two words on any of your podcast platforms. And if you would like to sign up for daily inspirational emails that I'm currently tailoring to this specific situation, things that are, I find helpful to hear, including I'm now even adding little links to positive news around this, such as that China's pollution is lower than it's been before. The Venice canals in actual Venice, not Venice, California, are clearer than they've been in a long time. Just little things to keep our heads up. You can text morning to 33777. And then for those of you tuning in the podcast, Cole, what are you creating at this time? What's important to share and where can people find you? You know, it's shifting by the moment. Same kind of thing. If you want to follow my podcast and we're evolving things as well, you can text optimize to 22999. And we're going to be doing a few interviews a week with experts of finance. Some of them I referred to you to be on your show because they're incredible thought leaders who have already been through and survived other economic crashes and how we can prepare and what we can do now. So talkhole.com, T-A-H-K-O-L-E. Talk hole on Instagram. Join our burpee challenge if you just want to connect, have fun, and move, even if you can't do burpees. And we're like you, man. We're out just like riding the wave. And it's a new wave of human evolution. And we can choose to ride the wave on top or be pulled in the over t- in the undertow, but we're all going. So we are here to inspire and to uplift and to let people know what they can do, not what they can't do. All of the links from this episode will be at mindlove.com slash 125. Remember, take care of yourself. You need it now more than ever. And because everyone is doing this similar journey from home, there are a ton of options to connect and be inspired by what other people are doing. So if you haven't signed up for the Morning Mind Love yet, I will be sharing uplifting messages to get you through all this every single day. I'll also be sharing some positive news sources to balance out a little of the mainstream media and some cool resources that I find. So you can sign up at mindlove.com or text MORNING to 33777. Of course, don't forget to subscribe. And if you can, share this episode. Whether you take a screenshot and share it on Instagram and tag me, I will reshare it to the community so we can all connect. Or share it with a specific friend who might be having a hard time through all of this or who needs to just level up their at-home routine. I'm sending you all so much love. And remember, we're in this together. So thanks for giving your mind a little love today. And I'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning into your higher frequency with Mind Love. Head to mindlove.com for a free gift to keep your vibes up until next week.